Welcome to Homeroom with Lou and Leah. I'm Lou. I'm Leah. Okay, we are here to talk about trending education topics from multiple perspectives. Hey, if you have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, email us from our Facebook page, Homeroom with Lou and Leah. That's right. Today we're going to talk about funding of art programs in school. This is so exciting. I'm excited about this. This is a huge topic. I'm telling you, every TV show cuts art first. I don't know. It's like what you see. You see it all the time on um, the news, right? Like, hey, I know. Except for Glee. Yeah, Glee would never. Ryan Murphy would never they let they that happen, y'all. For their own choreographer. Choreographer. <laughs> hey, we have some pretty great guests with us, actually. We yeah. should probably introduce them. <laughs> so we have our previous guests on here. We have Kathleen and Louise. There we are. They are art teachers at a local public high school, and they are buddies, <laughs> and they're fabulous. They're personal friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I will actually say that. Personal. What? Personal. Homies? I can't say that. So, anyway, our <laughs> education compromising a rich... Wait. What? <laughs> if you could st- okay, so well, we're, s- we're Skyping with Louise and uh-huh. Kathleen, and... We can see their faces. We can see their faces, but our re- our listeners Mostly can't. my snark comments. Snarky comments usually just go, and I don't see people's faces. That hurt my feelings. Lou, Lou you hurt their feelings by saying you're not their friend. I hurt my feelings to hurt their feelings. Oh, wow. I really admire you as an administrator. Wow. That hurts. I think that they're going to be really sad now. Prince pal. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be their prince pal. So what I meant by that was, like, I just don't know people. I know them at work, but I'm not, like, I don't text people. Well, you don't have to text someone to be their friend. All right, I'm their friend then. Oh, you just have to be supportive in life. Yeah, and I think you do that. Wait, so, wait, what did you just say, Lou? Are you their friend? I am their friend. Yeah! Oh, they're so happy. Yeah! <laughs> all right so our education that makes like four friends for him that's it i'm just kidding he has lots of friends no yes you do <laughs> as my <laughs> wife says i don't talk to anyone that's not i have true. no friends you do you have, i know two of your friends very personally me and my husband <laughs> <laughs> i would say you have two friends <laughs> i think they were gonna cut all this out no we gotta keep it all all right so our education is comprised of a rich array of disciplines, including including dance, music, theater, 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 m- visual media arts, arts, like drawing, literature, painting. design, and visual arts. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. design works, T-shirts. So, do you feel like um, they should stay in schools? Let's let our art teachers. Tell oh us. Yeah, yeah. Should we? What's up with the funding with art? First of all, do you have enough money to do all the? Pottery, you want to do? You got to ask a question first, all right? I didn't want to say what question do you want to ask? Do you want to ask what the say that funding and education itself is horrible? Boom. Um, and we could get into like if we need more funding or if we just need to better organize our funding. But as far as arts funding goes, um, we on average have less than four dollars per kid. Wait for the whole school year. Yeah. To buy their graphite and their watercolors. Hey, oh, look at that and, tab. And acrylic paint and linoleum blocks uh, and blending sticks, which they throw on the floor. Rude. Oh, I bet you get so mad about that, y'all. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If any of your listeners are parents and they've bought just, like, the basic arts or um, school supplies for their, like, kids, they know that just paper, pencils, highlighters. Oh, yeah. We had a show about that. We had some fired up people. <laughs> Really quickly, that tops four dollars. 
and that's how much we get for the entire year to do pottery, painting, printmaking, um, paper mache. Paper so mache to cover drawing. the content. So the curriculum that you have to teach, you need it's to have all these materials. Yeah. Wait. Well, there's there's also really no set curriculum of the media that we're supposed to teach. It just says a variety of media. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. To, to give them an actual variety of media costs money. money. So how much would you say, like there's real talk, how much should students get per, like, I don't know, how much should it be? What should the art fee be? at least $10 per student. Yeah. I have a friend that works in Pennsylvania as a high school art teacher, and their budget is $12,000 more than ours. Wow. That's they a have lot more of students? Linoleum. They have a whole closet of, like, backup paint. What is backup so, paint? I don't know. <laughs> in case the, the paint can't perform, <laughs> the understudy comes out. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. They're never even going to use it. Like, can I get some of that? Yeah, call me with your backup the paint. The other thing is just like basic technology, right? So right now, you know, in the art world, digital art is, you know, what's taking Popular. off and what oh, you're yeah. getting jobs. That, that's the field that people are getting jobs in. Mm -hmm. And we don't have the funding to have enough computers or even a program programs to introduce our students to that. So we have companies that actually are coming saying, hey, do you have any students who are interested in graphic arts? We could give them internships or jobs. Wow. Um, and we are saying, no, I'm sorry. Like our kids have great color knowledge and, and, and handmade, you know, hand skills. But um, when it <laughs> comes to graphic arts, okay, I said hand skills. <laughs> um, but when it comes to graphic arts where they could be getting high paying jobs, we don't have that. <laughs> You're right, and I appreciate my co-host ruining that wonderful. It was a really good. It was a great point. Well, we, you know, they're looking for some hands-on experience. Okay, so these days it's not unheard of for school districts to face budget cuts. The Minuet Daily News reported not too many years ago a high school in Wilson, North Carolina. North Carolina lost around 20 positions, including clerical teacher assistants and classroom teachers. Steve Ellis, the principal of Fike High School in Wilson, said they had to cut jazz band, piano classes, and elective courses held through the community college. We just can't offer, especially at the high school, with math, science, and social studies and reading, what cuts are out there, and he had to cut art. That was a lot of reading, <laughs> just to say. He says that the budget just doesn't allow it. Yeah, they and need to get, the first thing they get rid of, because they have math, science, and social studies and reading, is they have to get rid of art classes. And so because art is an elective, right? Like, the arts that you can take are the electives. But what my argument with that is, like, what electives are we going to have if we get rid of the cultural <laughs> arts and the fine arts, right? Like, we're going to be kind of stuck with nothing so my question is like so you guys you know a lot of times you guys compete for students Ooh, how big are mean? how big are your classes compared to other elective classes like are you guys have like full classes oh we have well, full classes just to give an uh, a, straight, a straight answer we have there are more visual arts teachers in most high schools than um any other type of art. art yeah yeah 
So most schools will have multiple visual arts students because that's something that kids feel more capable of learning. Yeah, and connected um, to. Right? So, so kids feel like you're born with a voice or with music talent. Um, and, and a lot of kids think that about visual arts, but they also feel more comfortable trying. trying. Yeah. yeah. Jinx. Hey, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> um, uh, I love them. Um, no, we are not competing for kids. I think when I started at the school that I'm at, um, we had we when I started in 2011, we had six art courses. Mm-hmm. So we had one and a half art teachers, and now we o- offer over 12 art courses. Wow. So we, in the past five years or so, have doubled. And we uh, we have some classes that aren't full capacity, but we have kids who want to be in every section. And quite frankly, the reason our sections aren't full <laughs> is the scheduling, not lack of interest. Oh, wow. okay. So you're saying that um, in your school – students want to take visual arts because they're inspired by it, they relate to it, and it makes them excited. So if we cut these programs, what's going to excite them and re- have them relate so, to well, it? Well, the question I have, and I want them to answer it, is so now was Luis there in 2011? No. No. All right. So you, Kathleen, started in 2011, and how, how did you build the program? Um, well, I listened to what students were interested in, right? So they, um, when I came to the school that I'm at, they had beginning art, intermediate art, and AP art history. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that's all that had been offered for a few years. Um, and when I took over, the kids were really um, vocal about wanting uh, an advanced studio art. So something where they could work more individually on um, materials and process that interest them and so I talked to my principal and said you know why don't we offer uh, a B year and have APR history one year at AP studio and go back and forth um, and that's what we started doing Wow um, and the kids got super into the studio art courses and I had one student that year graduate and go um, on to get a graphic design degree and I have two students who are now teaching art um, that graduate from that class. And I cool. really think that just them not only being in an arts course, but having the experience of saying, you know what, this isn't what I need, and vocalizing what they need mm-hmm. and advocating for themselves, I think that also had a, a lasting effect on them. Yeah. And having a principal that would listen to that, too, was kind yeah, of Yeah, that's good. So when did, when did Louise come in? The next 2012. year. 2012. Yeah. And were you a full-time teacher when you started? No, I was not. So tell me I a little bit about that process. Whew, I was part-time. <laughs> uh, my first year there, I taught three classes. I had two sections of art two and then a section of art three and four mixed together. My second year, I started offering AP Art History again, and I had 14 students, and it went really well. And then my second year teaching AP Art History, we went up to 21 and then 32. Wow. Um, and we swapped classes a little bit because we started offering photo design. We started teaching yearbook. Um, and at this point in time, I teach Art 1, Art 3, Art 4, and AP Art History. And all the classes are full and happy. And So you're a full-time teacher now? Yes. So my third year, I was full-time. 
That's well, good. Not only is she a full-time yeah. teacher, she's a, she's a full-time teacher with four different preparations. Yeah. That's a lot, That's friend. intense. That's a lot. It's like lot. camping. It's it intense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> just to point out, it's, it's different preps, but also a lot of those are stack classes, right? So in one class period, we have to go from helping a student with a ceramic sculpture Jeez. to helping a student on Photoshop to helping a student with a drawing. Wow. And those are three completely different ways of thinking. So it's not just four different preps. It's differentiation inside of each prep. Wow. Sounds intense. Like so camping. Oh. <laughs> so when you guys hear about layoff of art teachers, yeah. so how does that make you guys feel? Do you guys feel like your jobs are in jeopardy? Like like when you guys start hearing about budget cuts, you know, what do you guys start thinking about? Ooh. Especially when I mean, you hear. What, what is job security? <laughs> what is that word? <laughs> yeah. Well, last year was a, a, a year that we, we faced those job cuts. Um. With the elementary class size mandate, arts and PE were on the chopping block. And that was a very nerve-wracking six months of waiting to hear what was going to happen with that. And it is frustrating to know how beneficial and wonderful the arts can be and yet see it always being treated as an easy A, like a filler filler, class or, you know, whatever, and then immediately be the first to go anytime there's the talk of cuts you know that's really messed up that's disrespectful to art teachers and what you do but also disrespectful to the whole field and everywhere you look there's art like people get it through your heads and everyone in the world okay (laughs) like art is everywhere you look okay and it's not just a painting has been designed by someone with an arts background there's no question um it's also frustrating i think it builds and louise might disagree with me here um i think it builds sometimes some frustration and animosity in between coworkers. Oh yeah. Right. So sometimes I just feel like my coworkers and other teachers at my school just could not care less about what I do. And I feel like they honestly think that I'm just there for fluff. And that's really difficult to not only feel like I have to approve my kids, um, knowledge and skills to themselves, but to my other teachers in my school, to my community, you know, I have mm-hmm. to prove my worth and my students' worth. Yeah, that's junk. Yep. That's okay. So, go on. That we just sit around and paint. Yeah. So, I'd also like to point out that at our school last year, um, the arts had over $75,000 in scholarships received, um, which was more than some sports teams. And I'm not knocking the sports teams, but I just want to point out that the arts do benefit our students and help them go on to secondary education and other situations um, that will benefit them later in life. I think that is something that people need to pay more attention to and note because it's not just a filler class. And you deserve that respect. I agree. All right. So now they're going to have to go a little bit more in depth. Uh-oh, so now, now you're going to talk about, we talked a little bit about budget constraints, but I want to know all about the budget constraints. Like, do you guys get only a certain amount of money? Do you guys have to go out and try to fundraise? What does that look like? Donors choose uh, spending our own money, donations. So, so take a test back. How much money do you think you spend a year on your art classes? Out of your own personal pocket. A few hundred dollars. $300 each. Yeah. So I, probably like an extra $500 a year total. Yeah. And then I, on top of that this is going to come off as cheesy but um i have awesome 
parents and in-laws, and so does Louise, who donate stuff to our school. Um, Including their time and energy. Louise's dad covered murals in the school for for free. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents have donated pounds of clay. Um, I have friends who have donated things. You know, we just Mm -hmm. exhaust every relationship we have. (laughs) Even old art teachers that are yeah. like, hey, we've got some extra paper. Yeah. And Anything we, that's free, we're all about that. We've both done donors choose for multiple projects um, mm-hmm. and just like budgeting and, and shopping sales to, to get things for our kids. So. I will say we do, we do get a little bit more funding than the other departments at school because what we use is consumables. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't put paint back off of a canvas. Mm-hmm. We can't recycle old paper and erase their whole project every time. Um, so everything we use goes away every year, and that doesn't even include the, like, breakage, loss, and other issues that happen in class. Um, yeah, but- we're, we're very lucky. We have great administration that does think about that and look out for us. But I think the other thing they don't think about, though, is that the extra money that they give us doesn't just go to the two visual arts teachers, but that's also going to three other departments within our department, mm-hmm. band, theater, and chorus. Yeah, That's a good point. But it's also, we have to think about, like, as art teachers, we're not just advocating for ourselves, we're advocating for our whole field. So even if we have administrators that are super considerate for us, we have to think about, you know arguing and fighting for more because there are other schools where teachers have a zero dollar budget for arts mm-hmm. seriously that's crazy <clears throat> so in your ideal world right what how how would arts art programs be funded um <clears throat> money right, trees you yeah. money yeah. trees <laughs> yeah. um so we have a few ideas Ooh, um, nice would be a wonderful thing right so when you get to college and you're taking an arts course studio fees are the way to go um Mm -hmm. instead of uh going out and buying your materials and everyone's spending extra for tax and uh you know extra spending and all that kind of stuff you go and through your school your university you pay a set rate and you get a box full of the supplies you need for that class it's awesome that they buy it in bulk it's the exact supply that you need for the course it's wonderful mm-hmm. um another option well okay so be- can i ask you a question how long so it's not like a, a college class where you have a teacher aide or anything so <laughs> no. like how long would it take you because you guys are probably teaching anywhere from 120 to 150 kids a year so if you did something like that like how long would that like time take to separate all the materials and give them I not more than a month if we if we not got studio fees right away, <laughs> ordered everything right away. It, but you have to think about it this way: we set up supplies every day, right? Yep. So when other teachers are making copies and grading tests, we're setting up cutting paper, cutting paper, getting supplies paint. out, making things easier for them and easier for us, so, so that supplies aren't being wasted because we have such minimal supplies to begin with so while it might take more for us to put together kits for them for them to purchase through our class um in the long run it would be much more time efficient efficient to do that interesting so so you guys brought up an interesting point and i want to oh 
Does Louise want to chime in? Yeah. Okay, go. So one of my biggest issues is you're like you're right. We teach between 120 and 150 kids. But if we're teaching 120, we still get the same budget that if we're teaching 150. We don't have extra money for those extra 30 kids to buy canvases, linoleum blocks, extra paint, extra color pencils, extra paper. We have the same budget as if we had before. And that's where... And that's one thing with our department having growing pains, right? So when I first started, we had fewer sections and we have gotten the same funding since... This, in, in the seven years I've been at my school, I've gotten the same amount of funding every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that because my administration has given me more than other departments. But um, in, in, in the visual arts department, which has doubled in the time that I've been at Western, as far as class sizes and students reached, um, our funding has not changed at all. Wow. So we've, we've had to cut out clay. We've had to cut out uh, extra painting assignments. Just because we don't have the materials anymore. Bummer. That's crazy. All right, so I want to bring this up to you guys. So, Guilford, so a local school district. You ready? Uh, recently yeah. just started making kids play pay for sports. Right? A $40 fee, right? Five. $45 fee to play a sport. So, play a sport. Now, you said earlier that you would be totally cool and it would be better for them to do a, like a studio fee. So do you think it's fair for kids to be able to, if they take your art class, that they need to pay 10 15 whatever dollars per year? I think that the kids who take art seriously end up spending... Um, I ask all of my kids to bring in pencils, erasers, and a personal set of colored pencils. That there costs like $3. What's another $2 on top of that to have better supplies? And um, then we would have the we would have the same amount of dollars per kid instead of the same amount whether we have 150 or 120. So we would actually be ending up with more money by having a studio fee, which wouldn't cost the students any more than what they're paying to buy the supplies already. And if this was executed correctly in the right way, there would be options for kids with free and reduced lunch to have minimized studio fees, I would assume. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I'd also like to point out that I think, in general, the school systems could um, uh, take control of this giant, these giant prices that parents spend on school supplies. So you guys already had a show about this. Parents are upset about how much they have to spend. Yeah, if they are. schools could order the supplies needed and students pay a, a set fee instead of having to go out and buy school supplies, think about it. If schools could buy in bulk and then provide what is tax needed free. to the students, mm-hmm. tax-free, um, you know, at cost, I think it would be super beneficial and a smart way for us to not make profit or for yeah. it to be less about profit and more about education. Gotcha. I, I like that. With the sports thing, I don't know what that $45 is going to, but in the art room, it would be going to all the things that they make. Yeah. I don't know that the $45 is going to their uniform and travel expenses. You know, food, but that's a good point though because in art, they I, take I, it home, right? They take home what they create. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, it becomes. And I still have projects for my high school art. Lou's got his mouth earrings somewhere. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're not in existence. I think also, (laughs) without saying that the sports bring a lot to the schools, so they, um, having sports not only boosts morale, it boosts spirit, it brings uh, alumni back to the school. And I think if the arts are treated that same way for funding, the arts should be expected to to do the same, right? So if if we're um, funded the same way sports are, I would fully expect to um, put on more art shows. Put on more art shows and and bring alumni back and and bring a crowd to celebrate and, and support and and bring the spirit. I want an and art like, pep rally. And, yeah, art pep rally. Go team. Art rally. Go. A part, a part oh, rally. there we are. All right, so we want to thank our guests that were with us these last few weeks, Kathleen and Louise. Kathleen and Louise are awesome. I know. And remember to check out our Facebook page, Homeroom with Lou and Leah, and do a call to our new segment, a call to action, because of a teacher. Yeah, if you had a teacher who's inspired you and changed your life, we'd want to hear about it. Um, I'm sure that, that Kathleen and Lou, Louise have somebody in mind already i know and little do they know what's going to happen as soon as they hang up from the show and our final thoughts before we leave louise and kathleen about funding of art programs in my school. my final thought is they need the respect they, that they deserve arts should be funded just like any other program give them the respect louise what do you think what's your final thought picasso once said art washes from the soul the dust of everyday life that's powerful. <laughs> what? <laughs> Art washes the soul, the dust of everyday life. So it washes. Art is what brings excitement to our everyday life. It gets the dirt off. I just rather see kids making art than whoopee. True. Wow, there we are. I have no further comments. There we are. We're going to end it with that right there. Thank you for listening to Homeroom, Lou and Leah. We are so grateful for you.